Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm Nate. We've got Jimbo here, and we are talking yet again some baseball. Baseball. Here we go. Best part of the week. Let's go. So there's a number of things we want to talk about. Jimbo will be having some prospects for us. We've also got a couple, uh, some injury news to discuss. And one interesting thing that I saw that uh, time for me to eat crow um, on a certain team that is doing better than expected. So where should we start, Jimbo? Wherever you would like. I'm ready for it all. All right, well, let's start with me eating some crow. So, the Orioles. Before the season started, I said, Oriole fans, I'm sorry. There's not much exciting for you guys. Yada, yada, yada. Adley Rushman, just be excited for when he gets called up. Blah, blah, blah. Time for me to eat some crow. The Orioles are 35 and 40. Well, yes, that is under 500, and they are also... Last place in the AL East, 35 and 40 at this point of the season is way better than I expected them to be by a significant margin. And not only that, but they just achieved their first winning month since August of 2017. (laughs) That's brutal. That is brutal. Can you believe that? You know how long ago August of 2017 was? Yeah, Chris Davis was probably an MVP. Just kidding. That was 2012 or something. To put it in perspective, I lived in Eau Claire then. I moved away from Eau Claire. I moved to Milwaukee. I moved back to Eau Claire and got married. And now I am about to be moving to a whole other state on Friday. And in that time, the Orioles have had one winning month bonkers to me but shout out them it is of course when you bottom out it is a long journey back and credit to them they've got some really good prospects and they also have Adley Rushman who in the first I saw first 59 at bats of his career he had like a something an atrocious WRC plus and then the next like 60 at bats of his career he's been amazing and sure enough last 14 days 1,097 OPS, last seven days, 1,200 OPS, hitting 348 with the 375 on base and 826 slugging in the last seven days. Um, so he's been amazing. Adley Rushman was one of those guys that's like more than anybody else in baseball. Adley Rushman seemed like the type of guy that you could call up one prospect and your whole team would get better because a good defensive catcher that can also hit a, rare. B, a good defensive catcher does so much for your pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Huge. A, yeah. And, and Jimbo knows that. So a good defensive catcher, amazing for your pitching staff. A powerful bat like his in the middle of the lineup, amazing for your entire team. And then just the charisma and the excitement and everything else that goes along with calling up a top 100 prospect you know, you just add to that and add to the atmosphere and you start winning games. And so Adley Rushman has really been a linchpin in this whole uh, Orioles resurgence. And shout out them. I did not think they would be very good. I thought they'd be a little bit better when they got called up Adley Rushman, but I didn't think at any point they'd only be five games under 500. 
Yeah. I if you look at their lineup and look at like their batting averages and everything, you're like, how do they even win a game? Sometimes all it takes is just piece yeah. together those one run games, piece together those two run games. And you know, you might get blown out a bunch of games, but if you can win the games you're supposed to, it's huge. Huge for a team. Brewers have been doing it for years. That is true. Like you look at the offense, you look at the offensive uh, the offense that Brewers have been putting out there the last couple of years, you wouldn't think they'd be able to beat anybody. True. So, but that was me eating some crow. Shout out to Orioles fans and to the Orioles. They are uh, significantly better than I thought. And I hope this continues. I really, really do. They did just have a slew of um, call ups. Gunnar Henderson, I believe, got called up to AAA. Mm-hmm. And uh, what? Gunner's what, 20 years old? Yeah, 2021, something like that. Kobe Mayo, I believe, got called up to double A. There's a couple other guys that call up to double A with him. So just a really fun time. Really fun time for the Orioles, Orioles fans to have a team that's not as bad as expected in the majors, which is the first step towards becoming good again. And uh still having a completely stocked minor league team or minor league system. Yeah, I like what they're building over there. Got some nice young arms, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't even touch on the uh, D.L. Halls or the uh, Grayson Rodriguez's of the world. Yeah. All right, next up, let's talk about, before we get into some prospect chat, we are trying to keep this episode short due to time constraints this week. Also, with me moving and stuff, we've, I've got all that to deal with. So, next up, I want to talk about Bryce Harper. So he is, in fact, going to be getting surgery, um, and uh, he is going to be at, out at least six weeks. A tough blow. A That's... tough blow for the Phillies completely and totally. Like, you, you lose last year's MVP. That's not easy to do. And he was yet again on another sort of MVP pace. I, I don't know if I would say he was the front runner per se, but he was definitely one of the top couple, one of the top three or four guys for front um for MVP this year in the National League, hitting 318 with a 385 on base and a 599 slugging, 985 OPS in 64 games this year. Like Bryce was amazing, and yet IL gonna miss at least six weeks. Six weeks of the season is massive, a month and a half. Uh, you miss that many games. In a month, you probably have maybe two off days. You know, 30 days in a month, two off days potentially. The other two weeks, maybe you have an off day. So that is, you know, 44 days in which you might play 40 games. Bryce Harper missing 40 games of a season, you're not winning an MVP at that point. You can't win an MVP with 120 games. So that stinks for Phillies fans. It stinks for Bryce Harper and it stinks for baseball fans. Cause it's just kind of fun. It was really fun to see Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Those two guys that come up at the same time, 19 years old, be dominant and then kind of not, not entirely fizzle out. Right. Cause they're still really good players. Um, even Bryce Harper's quote unquote down seasons, back-to-back down seasons, 2018, 2019, where he had an 889 OPS and an 882 OPS, 
I mean, those are still really good seasons, even if he hit, you know, 260 and 249. But uh, yeah, it, it was fun for me. And Jimbo, you can I'll let you speak to this. It was fun for me to see these guys that people are kind of like, ah, we're expecting more from them to finally deliver more. And to have that ripped away is disappointing. Yeah, I got nothing to say. He is in agreement. Yeah, it is what it is. So, Orioles good. Bryce Harper injured bad. Let's get to some prospect talk. And uh, I'll finish up my talking segment, and then we'll go on to Jimbo's guys. Um, Again, for everyone listening at home, very quick episode this week. Very quick. Uh, Hoping to get in and out in 20 minutes, get you back on your way. So, my guy this week, Curtis Mead. Got called up to Triple A for the Rays. Curtis Mead was, of course, a top 100 prospect before the season. They got him in a deal last year. He's Australian. He hit 305 with a 394 on base and a 548 slugging in Double A Montgomery this year. 10 home runs, 21 doubles. Um, Bobby, amazing. He's been amazing. He slugged 631 in the month of June and. Rightfully, he got called up to AAA. Just another in a long line of incredible Rays, Rays uh, prospects, guys that if you are getting targeted, you know, like Isaac Paredes, right? If that's how you say his last name for the, from the Tigers to the Rays, and now he goes and hits like five home runs in four games last week. Um, <clears throat> if the Rays are targeting you. As as a opponent franchise, I'd be like, "Oh, you asked for Curtis Mead? There's literally no chance I'm trading Curtis <laughs> Mead because he got traded from the Phillies to the Tampa Bay, and he's now amazing." Well, when uh, when that trade went down, I remember you asked me about it, and I was super optimistic, which I still am, all for Austin Meadows. But I remember saying, "Like, watch Isaac Paredes has some secret about him; he's going to start being an all star or whatever, because that's just what the Rays do. History mm-hmm. does." Like just every year, Randy Rosarina. Like it just, oh man, there's so many. You can name so many off. I just don't, I don't understand. Get this. You know what the trade was? Yeah, I, I remember it. It was a draft pick. It was the comp, the comp B pick, I think. And then uh, Austin Meadows. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. For me? Yes, yes. I expect you to remember the Austin Meadows trade for, for Isaac Paredes. Do you know who was in the Curtis Mead trade? Don't look, don't look it up. I'm about to. Don't look it up. It's right there. I have it pulled. I have his profile pulled up, but I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's probably just some pitcher. When? Well, I guess what year was it? That would give me a better idea. It was 2019, November oh, of 2019. Jeremy Hellickinson. It was not. It was lefty Christopher Sanchez. Is that you the are, same? Is that the brother of uh, Pablo Sanchez from what was it? Backyard baseball. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the case. But he has pitched in two seasons in the majors, a grand total of twenty-seven innings. In 2021, as a 24-year-old, he had a 4.97 ERA. In 2022, as a 25-year-old in 15 innings, he had a 4.6 ERA. 
they turned this guy who they always have pitchers. They turned this pitcher who is now a reliever in the majors, not a very good one into Curtis Mead. And that, so you know how the Phillies were probably like, Oh, it's just a young guy. Here it is. Trade him up, whatever. This is like a great example of having random Bowman Chrome or Bowman auto, like Bowman first autos and selling them for five to $10 rather than doing that, throwing them in a box. This is like literally the same, like a same example of that, but as a GM in real life. I like that. I like that analogy because it's totally true. You have a $5 auto. Sure. Everyone likes a $5 bill. Like if somebody hands you a $5 bill, no matter how rich you are, you're not going to say no, you know, unless you're like trying to be nice or something. Right. Right. Um, Cause five bucks is five bucks. But at the same time, no matter who you are, unless, you know, you're a kid or homeless or something like that, then $5 stretches a long way. Uh, it's not going to make or break you generally. And so selling that, selling that card of random Bowman Chrome prospect for $5, who knows what might happen putting it in the box. I'm looking at his 2019 stats and uh, he was 18 in rookie ball. I could see what the rates saw because this is like his stats are like, man, I'd buy this kid right now at 18 years old and at rookie level with these stats. So it's funny because the Rays were probably like the same exact way. They're like, dude, we're going to literally trade some random pitcher we have for this young high ceiling kid. Who knows what will happen to him? But they were probably like ecstatic for that. They're probably like, ooh. Yeah, he hit 285 with a 351 on base and a 462 slugging in rookie ball as an 18-year-old. In the Australian Baseball League as a 16-year-old in 20 games, he hit 373 with a 411 on base and a 471 slugging. His K rate. In 2019, our rookie ball was 13, was a uh, 13%, 13.1, which is that's pretty good for an 18 year old with mm-hmm. four bombs and hitting 285. And now, fast forward a couple of years, he's a 21 year old in AAA, one step away from the majors, one step away from helping the Rays this year. And they got him for a man named Christopher Sanchez. To all the Phillies fans out there, after having to listen to the Bryce Harper news and then have to hear us talk about Curtis Mead, I'm sorry. Sorry about it. All right. Well, Jimbo, you want to give us your prospects? Yeah, so I've been saving these two, but since it's a short one, I'm going to hit it with two, two, two of the top prospects I like right now. Like two, top two of the three, because Jackson Cheerio is definitely top three, which – that could be a whole different episode. But anyways, I'm going to go with the top two prospects that I like right now that this episode, I'm sure we're going to clip it uh, in the future because these guys are young and I really don't think people are really talking about these kids, but these kids have the chance to be way up there uh, okay. in the next couple of years. Very like Here we go. I'm going to go with the first one. Vinny Pescatino. Nah, that kid just got called up too with the Royals. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think he was from the Phillies too. Number three prospect. Yeah. But no, throw that name out there. Uh, we're going to go with, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, Sedane Rafaela. Ah, uh, yeah. 2022. Yes. 2022. This kid is 
Oh, I love these plays. These are the ones that get me real excited. 20 year old kid. Uh, he plays third in, uh, he plays on the outfield, but also some third base. I don't know what he plays more at, um, but he's with the Red Sox. Pull up his stats. All right. Uh, so real quick for everyone at home, I said 2022 because he has a 2022 Bowman Chrome guy. So if you have Bowman Chrome lying around, check in your piles for him. And do not get rid of him because this kid has showed up big and I've been reading a lot about him and they're saying this kid's for real. So this year he started off in high A as a 20 year, 21 year old. He hit uh he hit 333 uh on base percentage of 368, slugging of 594. Uh K rate 24.4, which is fine, not too bad. Walk rate low, but it's I think he's he was bringing in I think he's more of like he was bringing in a lot of runs and cuz he had 36 RBI, 14 stolen base bases, 37 Impressive. runs, nine bombs, in 209 plate appearances. Hey, only and, only two caught stealing also. Like, yeah. that's one thing I always try to look at. Like, 14 stolen bases, impressive. But if it comes along with six caught stealing, it's like, eh, probably yeah. not worth it. But 14 and two, really good. And that allowed him to get the call up to double A. And in double A, he's in 273. On base percentage of 310, slugging 636. Uh, let's see here. K rate 22%, 22.2%. Walk rate just about the same. Uh, five bombs in 72 plate appearances. 10 runs, 14 rivies, one stolen base. Yeah. He's Dude, uh, is. <laughs> pretty impressive. I and mean, for 14 what? home runs. 14 home runs in. Under 300 plate appearances is pretty impressive for a 21-year-old we haven't really heard of before this year. And for prices, and it's, you know me, like if this kid was like selling for crazy amounts, I'd be like, oh, it makes sense, justify. But for the prices this kid's at, it's like this might be – like this dude's going to be talked about a ton next year, I feel like, in the offseason. All the the scouts and stuff, you know, that do the articles have started putting his name in uh, in a lot of the articles – and I'm very excited because it's what almost July, and he's still keeping up with with the stats. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't have autos in. Yeah, I don't think he has autos in Bowman. He does have autos in Sapphire, I believe. Bowman oh, Sapphire. Interesting. Not, I'll have to check that to to be sure. But this kid, I'm telling you, we're going to clip this in a couple. Probably, actually, you could probably get called next year. But this kid could be could be a fun one. Um, real quick, just to add a little context, 364 isolated power is bonkers. Um, probably a little bit unsustainable, but it's still bonkers. And some, sometimes when I see something like that, or I see, you know, a 636 slugging or any of these other numbers, I go over and I look and I say, well, what's his batting average balls in play? Is this sustainable? In fact, he has a 283 batting average ball in play. Now, some of that Occasionally, if you see a really low batting average ball in play, you go look at the home runs and you say, what's going on there? Oh, he has five. Those are not considered balls in play. So that does drop your batting average just slightly if you hit a bunch of home runs, which he has. But it's not like um, he's sitting at 340 with those five home runs or 370. He's sitting at 283. So if anything, 
he might have even gotten a little bit unlucky in double a and could have even slightly better numbers so that's really nice to see one concern of mine is that he is already in double a he is performing well there i could see him getting called up to triple a before the end of the season and if that happens you know if if he's already in triple a and he doesn't get maybe he sneaks into the back of the top 100 by the time he'd be ready for a bump to the front half of the top 100, he already might be in the majors. Um, so I really like the kid. I like what I'm look, seeing at him. But, you know, there's like these little milestones I look at like, hey, can you get these bumps in price from these certain things? And I don't think he'll be he'll be solely a statistic bump guy instead of like placement on top 100 list guy. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I do like that's very I'm curious though. I, I I can't pull it up on my computer fast enough, but I'm curious if he's on the 40 man because the Red Sox are so loaded, like teams like that, when they have so much firepower firepower in the majors, that sometimes there's not a spot for them. And sometimes mm-hmm. you even if they would like to call him up, they they can't because of the 40 man, and sometimes they have to let him marinate in the minors. Um, but we'll see. That's that you bring up a great point because that happened to, to Sosa last week also this dude is listed at 5'8 152 pounds on fan graphs i saw that like whatever this power he's hitting with bonkers because if he's actually 5'8 152 pounds i don't know how he's hitting this many home runs yeah like like jose altuve is 5'5 right but he's like 185 pounds like he's got some thump behind him this dude is 5'8", 152. Not a ton of thump behind it. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. I'm excited. I don't know. I've been watching this kid for a little bit uh, since the beginning of the season. He started off hot, and I've been like, I'm like, okay, when will he it, Will he slow down? And he just keeps going up. I was like, all right, now it's time to talk about him um, because I think he could be, he could be a fun one. And especially if you rip 2020 and you have stuff of his, 2022. 2022. Bowman, do not move it for a dollar, pennies on the dollar. Hold it and see what happens. Unless you want to move it to me. You yeah. can move it to me. That's true. I'll be buying. Yeah. This is one I'll be, he'll definitely be one I'm buying. But on to the second, I'm going to do, I'm going to double up on like two of my favorites. And I've told you this, told you about this kid a while ago. Um, and, but I wanted to see if he sustained it as well because I think it's important to wait to see how well they do uh, longevity, to see is it real or not. Mm-hmm. But here we go. Edwin Arroyo on the Seattle Mariners. Oh, so good. Dude, this kid, this kid, <laughs> this kid could be sneaky. This is another one we're going to clip in the future. Be like, oh, yeah, remember when we talked about him? Uh, this kid's totally flying under the radar. So this is a kid that was drafted out of high school last year. Well, somewhat. His Bowman Chrome prices have gone up. True, but but you got to realize his stuff doesn't have autos. True, that is such a big factor where, for what it could be, in comparing it to uh, like some of these other players, in relative terms, that's how I always compare. Uh, yeah, his stuff has gone up, but what it could be because he's not—I don't even know if he's on the top hundred list yet. And so a, a yellow just sold for one sixty-two. A yellow, yeah. Wow. Um, let me get a uh, let me get a 
yellow lava. Oh, that's not a good comparison. Um, plain yellow. Nope, that's lava too. I don't want lava. Yeah, I'm not feeling the lavas. Uh, this one just says yellow first, February fourth, thirty-five dollars. But I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's lava or not. Yellow refractor, May, March thirteenth, thirty-four dollars. Also, might be a, uh, it's a lava too. Okay, I, actually, it's a Bowman Chrome Sapphire yellow, out of ninety-nine. Um, Thirty-four bucks, twenty-one dollars. Like, what do you think? You know, that's probably significantly more expensive now. Yeah. In fact, I can confirm one hundred and three dollars June twenty-first. Yeah. So it's tripled. For but good still, reason. Yeah, I still think like, I still think if I yeah I'm gonna be attacking this aggressively because these numbers and here's the thing um all right i'm just gonna say the numbers he's hitting 322 uh on base percentage 387 slugging 545 uh let's see k rate 23 percent, pretty high pretty common for a young kid like that walk rate eight percent would like to see that up uh stolen bases better than four percent though that is true 13 stolen bases, but I don't know how many he was caught. I don't have it on here on my on my end. Three. 50 ribbies, 56 runs, 12 bombs, 12 home runs, and, and 297 at-bats. Real quick, a couple other numbers for you. So only three caught stealing. It's not bad. 13 for 16. Uh, 13 doubles, 5 triples, 12 home runs. So, you know, we're talking 30 extra base hits here. In 64 games, that's really nice. 18 years old, going to be eight, 18 till August, so his age 18 season, and he's a switch hitter. Dude, this kid's – oh, I wish I would have known about him so much earlier. This kid is going to be – this kid's going to skyrocket on the list. He, This is one of those candidates that they love when they do that top 100 list that they just shoot up like crazy, and everyone's going to talk about them. Everyone's going to rush to get them. Mm-hmm. Power, power, speed, defense, young, shortstop, switch hitter. Fills almost every box right now. Yeah. Uh, decent walk rate, decent K rate. Not like anything to write home about on either end, but also nothing like, oh, that's terrible. One thing to watch out for. 392 betting average balls in play with the 12 home runs again that are not balls in play. That's pretty alarming. That does scream regression coming. But, but you'll notice that a lot of guys have very high babips in a ball. Yeah. So here's a fun thing. So, you know, Noel V. Marte, he's with the Mariners, young shortstop kid, 20 years old. Yeah. He was in the. What's that? I was going to say not doing nearly as well this year as he did last year. Yeah. And, but here's the fun thing. He was in the same league last year, basically the same type of player, but he was at 19 years old, uh, which Edwin Arroyo will be here in August. But last year he hit 271. His on base percentage was 368, slugging 462. He hit 17 bombs. Uh, let's see here. 23 stolen bases caught stealing seven. Um, but like, if you're looking at the numbers and you're comparing the two, you're like, huh, 
Edwin Arroyo, I think he's a little bit, yeah, I think he's a little bit younger in comparative terms to Noelvi's last year's season in the same league. But I, if you like compare the two, I'd be like, oh, Noelvi Marte is Edwin Arroyo's stats and vice versa. But really, it's not. And Noelvi Marte is what? Top, is he top? I, know, I think, pretty sure he's top 10. But he, he is, after this, after what he's done in high A this year, he is going to be dropping. Yeah, I agree. Because he's in 235. Yeah. Uh, real quick, a comment from me here is that this must be whatever league the Seattle's A ball league is in, A ball team is in, it must be really easy to hit in. Cali. Because Marte had an 820 OPS last year and was only a 119 WRC. Plus. Uh, Arroyo has a. 800, 887, 892, um, 932, if I did the math real, real correct real quick, a 932 OPS and only a 139 WRC+. Only 39% better in league average for his A-ball league, despite having a 932 OPS. So this is a great point. Definitely in one of the more easy leagues to hit in and probably – home run wise also because those 12 home runs um it's not like he has 70 raw power like noel v Marte did he's got 50 and 50 game power according to fan graphs i love that you brought that up because you're right because then i i went to go search what their uh low a is at it's at in, in cali which do the ball flies there and when i was with the diamondbacks the midwest league was low a high a was um uh fresno wherever fresno the visalia and all the hitters when they went to the high a their numbers would skyrocket compared to their midwest numbers midwest league so yeah you are right he is in a hitting league but that just shows you the significance between uh behind what leagues you're in in stats and if you dive a little deeper sometimes it tells more of the story so i like you brought that up and it's also kind of a cool like what if we do a little deep dive and the guys that are in rookie ball that are about to be in the California league buy in? I mean, um, you wouldn't have looked at Edwin Arroyo's rookie ball league stats and said, this is a guy I have to buy. 211 average, 337 on base, 324 slugging with a 30% K rate. No, Nobody outside of a Mariners fan would have said, looked at those stats and said, yeah, I got to buy this guy before he blows up. I like where you're heading with this, sir, Nate, because same thing with I was actually thinking this a couple of days ago with the Diamondbacks because their double A and their triple A is like such a hitting friendly league. Like both of those leagues are so hitter friendly. I'm like, why don't you just buy them when they're in single A and wait till. But like instead that of, instead of waiting for they, their debut. No, I agree. Of, <gasps> hey, I'm all for whatever. I'm all. Hey, I'm. I'm an old dog that likes new tricks. Jimbo, I'm so proud of you. Jimbo was a wait for call up man, and now he is a make money, take money wherever you can get it, even if that's buying an A ball, selling in double A, or buying in rookie ball, selling in A ball. Potentially. I haven't done it yet, but. But he's thinking I, about I'm it. Thinking it. Hey. And that's, that's better than, than not thinking it. As a, hey, if the, if the data talks. I don't care what I think. If the data tells me what I should do, I'm going to go with the data. I like it. 
All right, Jimbo. Well, we are at 31 minutes, so we will wrap this up. Thank you for bringing those two prospects to our attention. Um, I do like them, and I do think we stumbled upon potentially a market inefficiency here uh, with buying specific guys that you know are going to be going into specific leagues uh, instead of just buying random names. So we should we should look into that and see if we can uh, make some fun moves. Yep. And one last – oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, do you think? Do you think? One last thing. This is what I do with with other podcasts is sometimes I, I'll go back and listen to their pat like old episodes to listen to pro, like certain prospects or cards or players, whatever. It doesn't even have to be about baseball. But go back to the past episodes and listen to who they're talking about because then it's usually about players that, that aren't being highlighted right now because usually if they're brought up on a podcast or doing something really special, brought up, and then a lot of people are talking about like – you know, let's say articles about them. But if you go in the back, you can listen to old podcasts to find the ones that you like still. They're just not being highlighted right now and you could get a discount on some of them. Some of them. So just a little tidbit that I, especially when I'm driving a lot, I'll throw on old episodes of random podcasts and and, and like, oh, I forgot about this player. And just a little tidbit. I like it. I like it. Not, no, Nothing wrong with re-listening to stuff to make sure you refresh knowledge that you had before. It's like, it's like studying your notes before a test. Yeah. I didn't do well in tests, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, I was always okay with tests and poor at staying on top of actual homework. Well, with that Jimbo, uh, thank you for joining today and thank you for everyone for listening today. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Not 100% sure what day this is out, so I won't give you a date on which day you're listening to this, but appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you follow along on the Dinging Corners page, uh, there will not be any Dinging Corners updates um, probably Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, potentially, of this upcoming next week because I will be moving out west so i have off for those days so don't be expecting anything there but by the time next friday rolls around jimbo and i hopefully should have another podcast ready to go for you guys anyways thank you everyone for listening to today's dingy corners and we will talk to you guys again next time see ya